All righty, how many of you are ready to get into the Word tonight? Now you're wondering, what am I going to talk about? I'm going to deal with one question. I'm going to deal with one question. Where did the different races come from? I can hear most of you thinking, boy, I'm glad that's not me up there. But I'm going to deal with it because the Bible deals with it. And the Bible couldn't be more clear. So let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word tonight. And we pray in Jesus' name you will speak to us and illuminate us and help us, Lord, as we look at the word. Uh, Lord, let this word not only here but via radio and the Internet all over America where the broadcast goes, let it eradicate racism and bring healing, bring unity, bring love, and stomp hate. Lord, I pray that this word works not only here, but everywhere throughout America. And that somehow, some way, this word can play a part in racial reconciliation and stomping out this, this terrible wave that has swept our land. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tell your neighbor, I think I'm going to learn something tonight. Amen. And by the way, Sunday I'm going to begin a brand new series on heaven. I'm going to call it, What's Up With Heaven? And I'm going to talk to you about heaven. And it's going to be heavenly. And we're going to explain it. We're going to look at things uh, that the Bible teaches us about heaven. I wish it taught more, especially since Kathy's home going. I've really wished it taught more. But it's taught me enough that I've been able to anchor my soul in the promises of God. And it's going to be a great, great series. It's going to bless you. It's going to make you salivate for heaven. Amen? Amen. If that's possible. All right, now, let's begin. If creation began with one man and one woman, then where did all the different races come from? Have you ever had that question posed to you? Have you ever had that question? Uh, I have, because I've told you that I wasn't raised in Christianity. I was raised in a secular home uh, uh, with an intellectual, really high IQ dad, um, and then when he remarried and my stepmother was the same way, and they peppered me and pelted me with questions way early on. And I had to dig and find answers. Uh, when I was still a, a teenager, I had to dig and find answers because they hit me with some of the tough ones. And they were almost always Genesis questions. Um, and this really, on, on, on where do the races come from, it's, it's purely a, a Genesis question, and it has a Genesis solution. And so let me just begin by reiterating that the belief in the teaching of creation, including Adam and Eve, is not an option for the Christian. You do know that by now, right? It's not an option for the Christian whether or not you're going to believe in Adam and Eve. Because if you don't believe in Adam and Eve, then you're just called Jesus a false teacher. Okay, if we reject creationism, as I said, we make Jesus, who taught creation several times, he referred to it, a false teacher. And we destroy the plan of salvation and we make the Bible look like a book written by man. And it is not a book written by man. It's a, 
it, God used men to write it, but the Holy Spirit moved on men of old. And they were moved along, born along, carried along by the Holy Ghost as they wrote. And so we have all Scripture being inspired by God, every jot and every tittle. It's all inspired in the original text. So creation is not simply or simply something that Christians can take or leave. We can't take or leave it. It's the foundation upon which we build our entire belief system. I told you a few weeks ago that if you do away with Genesis 1-1, the first four words, in the beginning, God, if you can't go with those first four words, throw the Bible away. It's meaningless to you. Because in the beginning, God, not evolution, created all things, heaven and the earth. So this time we're going to answer a common question that people ask uh, if you talk about creation. Where did all the races come from then? Huh? Tell me, where did all the races come from? All right, let's talk about what evolution teaches. According to the evolutionary view of races, humans came from ape-like creatures many years ago, millions of years ago. Somewhere along the way, the line of apes branched out into four main racial groups. Now, this is evolutionary teaching, okay? Somewhere along the way, the line of apes, you know, they're always looking for the missing link, and they've never found the missing link between ape and man. But somewhere along the way, say the evolutionists, the line of apes, branched into four main racial groups. First one, dark-skinned people originating from Africa, light-skinned people from Europe, yellowish-skinned people from Asia, and the American Indian is usually classed with that division, and the dark-skinned aboriginal from Australia. So there you've got the four branches of human beings or evolved species of men that evolution says took place. Now, in the 1800s, before Darwinian evolution was popularized, most people, when they were talking about the races, would refer to such groups as the English race, uh, the Irish race, you know, the Scottish race, whatever. They would talk about races that way. But it all changed, folks. Hear me now carefully, because it was a defining watershed moment in Western thinking, and you've all been affected by it, it was a watershed moment when Darwin published on the origin of species because it is a racist belief system. Based on the evolutionary teaching of the survival of the fittest, some races are inferior to others, according to Darwinism. Survival of the fittest, you know, Evolution has several things running around the track, and some are able to make it around the track, and some aren't. Some drop and expire and and, and can't survive, and the rest of them make it. And natural selection and evolution then gives us those species and those things that were living that survived because they were the fittest. And those that weren't the fittest died off. We all know that. But see, then you take that into mankind, and it was believed and is believed among evolutionists that there are certain races, and I'm not going to use that for this whole teaching, but for now, there are certain races inferior to others 
because of the survival of the fittest and natural selection. This evolution-based idea has been used to justify racist attitudes and actions. History has witnessed, we've all seen it, wars, murders, acts of slavery carried out under the evolutionary-based concept of cleansing the gene pool, eliminating the unfit from society, hastening natural selection, giving natural selection a helping hand in selecting against those less evolved, and so on. Uh, the most hideous example of this was Hitler's Germany. Now, if you know much about Hitler, you know that his big deal was the Aryan race, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed um, German. And they were called the Aryan race, the Aryans. Hitler considered the Aryan race superior to all other races. F funny thing, he wasn't Aryan. He was just a liar and a deceiver. Um, and he captivated through his rhetoric and oratory an entire nation because he was a very mesmerizing speaker. But, hey, just because you've got charisma doesn't mean you're right. And he was very wrong. But his whole deal was the Aryan race is superior and the Jewish people are inferior. Natural selection and survival of the fittest has, has put the Aryan race forward in the natural progress of evolution down the tunnel of time. And the Jewish people need to be wiped out because they have not been favored by natural selection and survival of the fittest and evolution. So we must eradicate them. And so that's how, folks, I've wondered. I, you know, I've read quite a bit about Hitler and World War II and I want to tell you, you wonder, I mean, you see, not only what he was able to do, but what he was able to get the German people to do. The, the way they, they fell under this false doctrine, they were able to put these Jewish people, uh, you know, men, women, children, into these ovens and, and um, slaughter them. How they could do it, how they could do it and go home and eat dinner and, and listen to pleasant music at night and sleep well. How? Because of what they had been taught to believe. They believed they were helping natural selection along by getting rid of the Jewish race and helping the Aryans to gain superiority. And so they believed this. And hey, you got to be careful what you believe because, listen, you can believe such a demonic, hellish thing, it totally crucifies your conscience. So this is what happened. The Jews they taught were inferior, needed to be removed in order to hasten the world domination of the German people. Hitler was a full believer in evolution and the survival of the fittest through natural selection. German philosophers like uh, Nietzsche, now you don't have to remember that or know what I'm talking about, but Friedrich Nietzsche was a German philosopher who taught, who believed evolution as well. He believed in a superman, in a, in a superior race, uh, Philosophers like him and others influenced Hitler. And, and Hitler just became a walking, talking devil. And he, and he seduced an entire nation. It's a real study because the German race, uh, nation of that day was highly advanced. They're, they're, they were loaded with incredible scientists and chemists and, 
and um, um, uh, just brains and incredible, um, you know, uh, inventors and so on and so forth. And th- this, this way advanced civilization was seduced by this belief. The late Stephen Jay Gould, who was an ardent evolutionist from Harvard University, admitted biological arguments for racism were around before Darwin, but they greatly multiplied following the acceptance of evolutionary theory. Because, see, then I could look at another race and say, you're inferior to me because I'm further along in the evolutionary chain than you are. I'll give you an example. The Australian Aborigines were considered the missing links between the ape-like ancestor and the rest of mankind. And this resulted in these poor people experiencing terrible prejudice and injustices because of this belief that evolution put in the minds of men. Let me give you a typical quote from evolutionists in the 1800s. Makes you want to reach back in time and slap him. But let me just read it. This is from just an evolutionist. At the lowest stage of human mental development are the Australian Aborigines, some tribes of the Polynesians, Bushmen, and some of the wildest tribes in Southern Asia. They have no trace whatsoever of the first foundations of all human civilization, of family life and marriage. They live, all t- they live together in herds like apes. When actually Jesus died for them, rose from the dead for them. And, and yet, look how evolution divides people. Look how it creates attitudes of inferiority and attitudes of superiority. Look how it does this. As a result of Darwinian evolution, many people started thinking in terms of the different people groups around the world representing different races. This has resulted in many people today, consciously or unconsciously, having ingrained prejudices against certain other groups of people. Our nation is being rocked by it right now. But what does God's word say? Because that's all that really matters, right? What does God, that's all that matters to me. What, what does God's word say about races? Now, I'm going to blow some of your minds. Some of you are not going to like this. Some of you are going to have to go home and chew on this. Some of you are going to say, oh my gosh, did he say that? And yeah, I did. I'm telling you before I say it. But it's amazing how the word of God will give you a different view if you'll just listen to it. But let's begin with Acts 17, 26 and see what the Bible says about races. Quote, now this is Paul talking to the Stoic philosophers in Athens. And so he's, he's, he's talking intellectually, but he's telling truth. Here he goes. Listen to this. He created all the people of the world from one man. I'm going to read that slow. God created all the people of the world, say it with me, everybody, from one man, Adam. And he scattered the nations across the face of the earth. He decided beforehand which should rise and fall and when, and he determined their boundaries. Now, I want you to notice with me, the Bible doesn't use the word race in reference to people. You won't find the word race in the Bible. That came from Darwinism. 
The word race is not in the Bible. Everybody say amen. amen. The Bible does not even use the word race in reference to people, but it does describe all human beings as being of one blood and one daddy, one ancestor. Now listen again. Let me read it from, I think this is King James. It is, hath. And God hath made of how many bloods? One blood. From one original ancestor, singular, Adam, and the mother of all living, Eve. He has made from them all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Now there's a revolutionary concept. Now, this, of course, emphasizes that we are all related. Turn to your neighbor and tell them we're related. We're all related. As all humans are descendants of the first man. Because there was a first man. Evolution, I guess, just shows a bunch of things walking around, crawling around, growing legs, and a whole bunch of them finally evolved into human beings, but not the Bible. There was a first man and a first woman. Now, look what Paul says again. The Scriptures tell us, I'm quoting Paul, the Scriptures tell us that the first man, notice he says there was a first man, that the first man, Adam, was given a natural human body. But Christ is more than that, for he was life, a life-giving spirit. So according to Paul, by the Spirit of God, and he, he's going back to the Old Testament for his information, there was a first man. That's why I tell you, you cannot reject Adam and Eve and stay with the Bible. We're told in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, that Adam was created in the image of God. The first man was made in the image or likeness of God. So if, if we're, if we all descended from one man, there can only be one race. I mean, this is just logic. There are many people groups, and that's what I'm going to be replacing race with in this teaching. People groups instead of saying race. There are many people groups, but one race. We have in here Hispanic, black, Caucasian, Asian, Hispanic. I said Hispanic. We have several people groups, but listen to me, one race. Because it's from one man. I knew I was going to have to go real slow here. I mean, I'm just reading the Bible to you. I'm just reading the Bible to you. Okay. All human beings in the world today are classified as homo sapiens. We're all homo sapiens. Many scientists, many scientists will now admit that biologically, there really is only one race of humans. For instance, a scientist of the, at the Advancement of Science Convention in Atlanta stated, quote, race is a social invention derived from perceptions conditioned by events of history, and it has no basic biological reality. Now, that's what a scientist said. I don't know if he was lost or saved, but he said it. It's a scientist. Just 
scientifically speaking. So I say, when, like, for instance, mixed marriages, the Bible does not forbid it. There's only one mixed marriage the Bible forbids, lost and found. That's the only, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. Now look, for example, it's common knowledge in the medical profession that when looking for someone as an organ donor for a transplant where the donor has a tissue type most suitable for you, they very well may be somebody of the opposite color. Doesn't matter. Because basically, we're all the same race wrapped in different colored skins. I told you it was going to be quiet in here and I was going to go real slow. Now watch. Now you might ask, now I know what you're thinking, so let's go there. You might ask, but what about what we call racial differences? If the Bible teaches and good science confirms that all are of the same human race and all are related as descendants of Adam, then why are there such seemingly great differences between us like skin color, eye shape, hair, that kind of thing? Here's what the facts show. The facts show that there are differences among us, but they stem from culture, not race. Now, I'm going to expand on this, so hold on. The answer, again, comes with a biblically informed understanding of science. So let's look at what the Bible teaches. Let's go back to the flood. After the flood, the world was repopulated by three three men, right? Noah's boys, Shem, Ham, Japheth. God told those three boys... And their wives, be fruitful and multiply and do what everybody, fill the earth. Now notice those last three words again, fill the earth. When you track Bible history, you see that their descendants did the first part, but they didn't do the second. Because let's jump ahead in time a a little ways. And we find in Genesis chapter 11, we read that instead of covering the earth, men decided to centralize in one location by building a tower. We're told that at this time, quote, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. Wouldn't that be cool? You didn't have to learn foreign language. Spanish about killed me in college. I mean, I don't know why. I just, I'm so English thinking. It just about killed me. As a matter of fact, I quit college for a year and a half because I was so mad they were making me take so much Spanish. And I finally said, Spanish, it's you or me, and it's not going to be me. So I went back and I graduated. But anyway, there was one language. You could go anywhere, 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 and they all spoke the same language. Then in verse 4, they made a fateful decision, the descendants of Ham, Shem, and Japheth. They said, quote, come let us build ourselves a city. I want you to look at the let us's here. Come let us. Everybody say let us. So this is their own will at work here. This is their thing, not God's thing. Let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Here it is again. Say it with me. Let us make a name for ourselves. Uh Uh-oh. Anytime you say let us and then you say after that make a name for ourselves, 
you are walking in pride and you're headed for a fall. And they really fell. So there's two let us's right there. So they're moving in their own will, not God's. Let's make a name for ourselves. Lest, now look what their motive was. Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But wait a minute. That's what God told them to do. He said, I want you to be scattered. I want you to to be fruitful and multiply and say it with me, fill the earth. So what are they doing? They are directly rebelling against what God had told them to do. We don't want to be scattered. We want to be centralized. We want to be a city. So God said, all right, you're forcing my hand. If you don't voluntarily do what I told you to do, I'm going to make you do what I told you to do. So he judged them. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is a weird wish. I would love to have been there for this. Because all of a sudden they say, I'm and you're going, blah, 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 blah. And, and I mean, it's a freak. I mean, this is freak out time. Nobody can understand anybody. It's panic time. <laughs> so, so the Lord scattered them when they couldn't talk to each other anymore. Talk about busting a party. That building program stopped then and there. Pass me that two-by-four. You mean the two-by-four? They couldn't build. They couldn't do anything. Now, that would be terrible, right? Some of you feel that way anyway in your house. Do you feel that way when you're talking to your teenagers? Say what? What are you, what are you saying? Each extended family, now listen carefully, each extended family went its own way. And found a different place to live. The result was the people were scattered over the earth like God had told them to do. Because he wanted the whole earth replenished. Because of the new languages. Now we're getting down to the crux of the matter. Because of the new languages and geographical barriers. The groups no longer freely mixed with other groups. Because they couldn't understand each other. And here's what happened. The result was a splitting of the gene pool. Different cultures formed with certain features becoming predominant within each group. Let me make this real simple and show you this is not uh, science fiction. This would have the same effect as a modern dog or horse breeding, where a selection of mates removes certain traits from the available gene pool while highlighting other traits. You know, I believe in, the, in when God created everything, there was, there was two dogs, two original dogs, two original cats, two original everything. But, but as they spread out over the whole earth and the gene pools became mixed, God had it within the gene pool to be able to bring forth different types of the same species that look different. So you have this incredible gorgeous variety of everything out there. But I believe they all began with one. The characteristics of each people group became more and more prominent as they only married within their people group because they couldn't understand anybody outside their group. Some of these characteristics, such as skin color, eye shape, 
and so on became general characteristics of each particular people group. For instance, skin color is determined by the amount of melanin in the skin. Melanin is a brownish-black pigment which is commonly found in many types of animal tissues as well as in human beings. All human beings have some melanin in their skin unless they're albinos. And melanin does more than just color your skin. It provides protection against skin cancer caused by the sun, and this is important. For example, give you an example. Northern Europeans have a much higher rate of skin cancer than those people of African or East Indian origin. That's just a medical fact. People of the same people group can vary greatly in their skin color. Northern Europeans are generally lighter skinned than Italians, but they're both of the same people group. The people of India are much darker skinned, even though they too are Caucasian. Generally, the closer one gets to the equator, the darker skinned the people are likely to be, no matter what their people group is. Perhaps an even more obvious racial trait is the unique facial characteristics of different groups of people. Most of these characteristics are not a result of different bone structure, but of fatty deposits under the skin that are largely hereditary. Often it's easy to tell that a person is a part of a given family. My family, you get me and my sisters lined up. We all have the same jaw structure. We all have the same eyes. You can tell they're, they're of the same family. They've got the same parents. Likewise, each of the people groups, not races, people groups, which are mostly made up of inherited soft tissue shapes and forms, round eyes, slant eyes, are common examples of these differences. Same is true for hair characteristics. All of the racial characteristics are merely differences. They're differences. Are you ready? They're differences in the same race. Oh, I can't wait for this to go over radio. Do you see how the devil has lied to us? Do you see how he has pitted one, one people group against another? And, and um, with feelings of either inferiority or su- superiority when it, it's not so. Um, the, the differences don't make any people group any more or less human or any more or less intelligent. In fact, the genetic basis of all these differences, I believe with all of my being, was created by God. And I believe the potential for all the varying people groups and all the variety that we see around us on the earth was present, the genetics for it were present in Adam and Eve. They provide evidence of the range of God's creativity. And some of these differences, like skin pigmentation, have their source in God's wisdom because he knew the different environments people would be launched into. Everybody breathe deep and say amen.
So the division and scattering of the world's population through the confusion of tongues at Babel ultimately provided the basis for the current world's nations and people groups, not races. As some of them moved closer to the equator, now remember, here's Ham, Shem, and Japheth. They began to multiply, and their descendants multiplied. And as they did, many of them went closer to the equator. They developed more melanin in their skin. And this additional skin pigmentation provided added protection against skin cancer. I believe, personally, this is a great example of natural selection. Remember what natural selection is. It's the process where living organisms better adapt to their environment in order to survive. You know, you see a lizard on a tree. You can barely see the lizard on the tree. Why? Because he looks just like the tree. I, I, I would contend that the first lizard didn't look like that tree. But as lizards multiplied and as the different looking lizards came about through genetics, then natural selection over time helped these lizards to blend into the tree to save their skins. But that's just natural selection. No new species came from lizards. Lizards didn't produce birds and birds didn't produce porcupines Amen. no they all they all came out of their own kind they all reproduced after their own kind Amen. they all reproduced after their own yes. kind Amen. that's a natural law at the same time since less pigmentation was needed in the colder climates it appears that god led people who had less pigmentation to settle in these climates I mean, it's just this simple. This is not hard for me. Is it hard for you to understand? Some of you are looking at me like, I don't know about this, Pastor Jeff. I'm going to have to go check my Bible. (laughs) Go check your Bible. Now, here's what happened through the years. As certain traits like skin pigmentation, hair type, and soft tissue characteristics became unique to various basic groups of peoples, these people settled into their respective areas of the earth and fathered more tribes and nations so that today many nations are found with similar, what we would call racial characteristics. The bottom line is this. And you can't, if you're going to believe the Bible, you have to agree with this. The bottom line is this. We're all from the same daddy. Who's your daddy? Who's your distant daddy? Adam, or else you got to throw your Bible out and you got to throw out the teaching of Jesus because that's what he said too. So the bottom line is we're all from the same parents. So there is one race and many people groups with unique characteristics. Period. I could hear a pin drop on a shag carpet in here. Now, I'm done, and it's early. So let me just go into a couple of things. And, and, you know, if you need to go home, chew on this. Oh, by the way, let me show you. Several have asked for these notes. And can we go ahead and put up there how they can do this? 
We have made the notes available to you. If you go to our webpage and go to media and click on media and then click on sermon series, then, okay, I'm looking. I can't hear you, Valerie. The one in red. Oh, okay. Just click on it and you'll get the notes. So that gives you the notes to all of these. I type these out, every word. And, uh, and the reason we started doing that is because people in prisons were starting to use our notes for Bible studies. So I began to type out all my messages. Because, you know, paper never forgets. And paper can go where I can't. And so um, if you want the notes, there you go. Just go to the website. And I told Valerie, that there's another miracle of the Internet. It's saving us the cost of paper. What's that old song? If you want it, come and get it. That's a song. If you want it, come and get it. But you better hurry because it's going fast. And you better hurry. It may not last. Not true here. You can get all the notes you want. Okay. Um, any feedback from this? Since I'm done and it's 8 o'clock and we have a few minutes. How many of you have enjoyed these questions and answers? All right. How many of you can say, tonight, I never heard this, but it makes sense because the Bible says it. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, any, any feedback? Anybody want to say anything? Uh, any hand? You have to put your hand up, and I'm going to have Aaron run a mic to you. I'm going to be that bold. I'm going to put everything on the line... And I'm going to trust you to ask a good question and not jump on me. I don't think anybody wants to jump on me. And does anybody have any questions or any feedback? Uh, not just from tonight, but this whole series, what it has meant for you, meant to you. Okay, Aaron, you're going to have to be quick. See their hands. Run back to them. Uh, you're going to have to run. That's why I picked you, because you look like you can run. All right. It's not hot. Uh, it's not hot. Can somebody help her? Hello. There we go. Sorry. So the three brothers, mm-hmm. the two that wanted Ham, city, Shem, and Japheth. What did Shem do? I mean, out of the of line of Shem, Jesus came. Okay. Shem is the is the is the the holy lineage. It's the it's the lineage from which Christ came. Okay. Shem. Okay. Are y'all okay with this? We're good with this. Take a few questions. Oh, don't walk off, Aaron, in case I need you to grab it away from her. No, I'm kidding. I just had a really quick uh, comment. I was talking to some uh, children about this a couple weeks ago, and I told them that the Bible has 40 different authors, and Mm -hmm. um, everything that they have said is kind of lined up. But Darwin was only author of one book. He wasn't even there when the creation started. So how can you really know that he knows what he's talking about? And then. Basically, he also had mental illness and stuff like that. He did. And um, it's like a known fact on Google. I made him go to Google. And, he did. Um, basically, the dude was a mental case. I mean, his whole life, starting at 16. And he was a recluse in his late, in his late life. So it's just like, why would we take the words of a maniac, one man, over sister. 40 people, Come on. that we can yeah. see the prophecy come, you no, know. It's true. And um, it's true. He, he really had a lot of issues. But he himself expressed doubts in his own writings. My personal conviction, if you want to know, 
regarding evolution, it gave to modern man a great out from believing in God. And, and, there are, and the reason they're so hard-pressed to let go of it today is so many of them earn their living on it now, teaching it, research uh, grants, and all these different things. But I believe it gave modern man a great uh, scientific out for believing in God. And, uh, I mean, not everybody, but I believe that was part of its driving force. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I have the microphone. You're on. Okay. Um, you know the age-old question of uh, Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel, going over and getting their wives from somewhere else? Yeah. And I was always telling people that uh, Adam and Eve were the first two but that perhaps God created others and put them around, but we only have recordings. I mean, you know, that of the first two. But you're saying that they would have all been related. Yeah, and and it grosses me out because I have three sisters. <laughs> but but um, in the beginning, the only way they got wives was sisters. The sisters, because Adam and Eve had more children. And so they were, they were sisters. And there were a lot of things that Moses brought a close to. Moses, you can read Leviticus, the Levitical law, and the way that when Moses came along, certain things then became forbidden per the Mosaic law. And one of them incest, another one polygamy, even though polygamy kept on happening, but still, and all of the, the, sexual uh, things that became forbidden, that, that Moses clarified, homosexuality, bestiality, uh, incest, all of those. It all was clarified by the law through Moses. But before then, it was, you know, it was the sisters. They, they married sisters. And that's how the original multiplication on the earth happened. I don't believe that God created other beings that other than through normal multiplication because Adam and Eve were utterly unique that way. They were the only ones that had no navel. Think about it. They didn't have any belly button. Ooh, that's weird too. All right. Somebody else. Yes. Uh, I just want to note that, uh, my prayer had been answered. I thank you for tonight because I've been praying about the the whole world and the different attitude. But I've been just, I just thank you for tonight because this is going to help. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And I too thank you. I have a friend um, that belongs to, um, it's a, mostly a different race church. <laughs> but the problem she's been having, she said when she goes in, you know, we're there to glorify God. Mm-hmm. It's all about God. But she said when she, when she walks in, somebody's always asking, is that your hair? Is that your real hair? You know? Yeah. So she's been trying to figure out, well, how do I answer this? Or how do I deal with this? And so I'm going to point her to that website <laughs> because that's a blessing because, it, you know, it really, you really deal with questions and really research. So it's been a blessing. The reason, thank you. And the reason I went with this tonight is because, Racism in America right now, the racial issue, is worse. It's the worst I've seen since the 60s. 
And um, I won't go at, into where I think it came from and how I think that happened, but it's the worst since the 60s. And the only way to deal with that is truth. So anybody else way over here? All right. I just wanted to watch you run from across the... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I also just wanted to second the and the thank you for that. I personally did go a week or two ago and ask about notes for this series. Um, with the youth coming up and Google everything being the answer, um, it's very much needed to have the truth accessible because nobody wants to take the time in our microwave. No, they don't. Um, society to research and do the digging. I do appreciate you doing that and putting it available to Mm -hmm. us. The Bible says to be ready in season and out of Mm -hmm. season to be able to give an account and a testimony. Um, I am very grateful. I have millennials and I'm dealing with a lot of youth and it's very important to to arm them to be able to give an answer and to feel confident in giving an answer. So I I do thank you. This is very much an answer to, to prayer as well. Thank you. Our authority at Turning Point is always the Bible. And it's amazing to me how the Bible explains life. It explains evil. It explains us. It explains God. As we're going to see Sunday, it explains eternity and tells you what's there. So um, our authority is first and always the Scriptures. And all I did tonight was, was teach the Scriptures. And it's very, very clear if you just look for it. All right. I got one, Pastor. Oh, no, a police officer. <laughs> a question. Um, you hear all the time that the earth is like billions of years old, which I personally do not believe. But I believe it's about ten to 15,000 years old. And I would just like to see what your take was on that. I would, I would lean towards a young earth. Uh, and I know a lot of you are thinking carbon dating. What about carbon dating and all of that? I think carbon dating is very flawed and you know if you want to just take the amount of time the bible tells us like for instance how old did i tell you last week the bible is 3500 years old and that goes back to when moses wrote the first passages starting with moses and his writings and moving forward to right now so when the first the pentateuch the first five books were written that was 3500 years ago And then for 1,500 years, the Bible continued to be written, and it was closed out when the Revelation, when John penned the final word in the Revelation. Then what we call the completed canon, C-A-N-O-N, of Scripture was finished. The the Bible was finished, and uh, not including the Apocrypha, which is not inspired, and we believe. So um, if you just take that, that back to, from now to Moses was about 3,500 years approximately. Then you track Moses to Abraham and go back. It, you can't conclude that the Bible is any millions of years old or billions of years old. You can't. So maybe I can deal with that another time because that deserves um, its own evening or part of its own evening. But I, I lean towards not billions of years as well. Yes? So going back 3,500 years, who decided what books would go into the Bible? That's another night. (laughs) That's another night. 
And you know what? I had that ready, and I had to choose between this and that. So uh, maybe as soon as we start up again, I'll do that, because that's a great question, and, and you want to know that, don't you? I mean, you want to know that, and, and it's easily answerable, uh, so next time. Love you, brother. Amen. All right, anyone else? Yes, ma'am? Where are we going next after these classes, the next classes? Um, I may stick with tough questions and tougher answers because there's questions like that that I just didn't have time to get to because some of them, you can't deal with them in five minutes. It's history, and you've got to lay it out and put it on the table, and it takes time. So I might just stick with this. Is that okay with you all to stick with this? All right. Anyone else? Moving right along, time-wise, we're doing great. You're doing great. Anyone else? Any feedback? Way back there, they're making you run tonight, Aaron. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, um, I'm from Uganda. It's in Africa, on the eastern part of Africa, and the equator just crosses through it. Mm-hmm. So... I've been here five years, and um, I'm here to go back visit, but uh, for the five years that I've been here, I just see my skin has just gotten so lighter, and if I went back, yeah, they would actually notice the difference. So uh, I just want to thank you for the connection that you have just made about the, the uh, you mentioned that people who stay along the equator, their skin doesn't matter the continent they are in, it just... Just the sun just makes you mm-hmm. darker. So because you and me are one race. Yes. Uh, seriously, all human beings. I thought you were going to tell me, living here, you felt like you were still in the equator. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to tell me, and I would have said, "Amen." I understand. Actually, people usually say that it's hot in Texas. Uh, before I came to the U.S., I'd never experienced a winter. I'd never experienced a summer. So, j- I mean, so just the changes in the seasons just, of course, affect your body and everything about you. So it depends on where you live. And uh, I just want to thank you for the connection that we have just made. Now, let me ask you, what would, what was a typical temperature at the equator? Um, it's... We usually measure temperature, I think the 70s, 72. Actually, you can spend a whole year without a sweater or a jacket unless you're out late in the night around 3 a.m. That's when you can really get cold. Other than that, it's springtime most of the time because we just have rain. It's a rainy so day. So what is the hottest it gets in the summer? Um, maybe the 80s. It can get to the 80s. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to the equator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else? Aaron's getting his exercise. Anyone else? Oh, there's one. Okay. Yeah, I I know that um, they wiped out um, the Cain's race when they Moses went through in the flood. Wait a minute. Where did the it, the, where it did wiped the, out what? Uh, Cain. Cain's race? Yeah, it was wiped out after the flood went through. But where did the bad race start after that? Well, like okay, Canaanites. you're talking about the giants, the Nephilim? Yeah, it's like that. Because uh, all the evil was wiped out. Well, um, 
not necessarily. I'm going to deal with that one later because you're, there's a difference between Cain's race and the giants. Yeah. Cain's race is one thing. The giant Nephilim are another, and that's, and that's a great question. Plus, there's the age-old dispute and what many teach that, um, um, that the giants came from fallen angels copulating with human women. And you've heard that teaching. That's a very popular teaching. Uh, I don't agree with it. And so I'll, I'm going to explain that. Uh, okay. That's another night, too. All right. Thank you. All right. That's good. Let's stand. <clears throat> All righty. How many of you are glad you came to church tonight? Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. Lord, we've heard some things that, that were deeper. And Lord, that maybe we've never heard before. But Lord, let God be true and every man a liar. And let the word be our authority. Lord, thank you for helping us to not see color but to see one blood and we pray that this will happen throughout America that somehow some way you will turn this fresh tide of evil racism that it will be stomped down and put out by the truth of God's word and by the love of God, in Jesus' name.